something huge. We are at a crossroads and the future is completely within our control. We're living through the single biggest culture shift of our time. This is the time for us to just really take charge. That's what revolutions do. They enable the impossible. So, Sophia, give us, uh, if there's, there's probably, everyone here knows uh, Nasty Gal, but people listening, maybe they don't. Maybe they're just boring guys like myself. Um, if there's anybody out there that hasn't, hasn't heard of Nasty Gal, give us a quick uh, overview. on. Yeah, Nasty Gal's a company I started in late 2006 as an eBay store selling vintage clothing. And since then, oh gosh, <laughs> we've raised over $70 million in venture capital. We have a few hundred employees. We have offices in downtown L.A. and two stores. At one point, it was, we, it was reported that we did $100 million in revenue. We don't really talk about it anymore. Just a rumor. Just a rumor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about... So, so the whole, I think the whole eBay story is really interesting. Like, Thanks. did you grow up and you said, I'm, one day I'm going to be this amazing seller on eBay? Like, did you ever think this was going to be a career? Or did no. you just say, I have... I have, stuff. I, well, I have stuff, I'm going to try to make money off of it, so therefore I'm going to sell it on yeah, eBay. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I can pay my rent and stay at home. That seems really cool. I was, <laughs> right. you know, and as soon as I started doing it, I realized I was just obsessed. I was obsessed with the instant feedback that I got on eBay with my auctions from my customers. Yeah. And we have that today. It's called data, I guess, but... And there's, you know, and then there's the qualitative stuff that we we can read on social media. But but you were doing but, you were doing more stuff than just selling clothes, weren't you? Like you were, you know, you were in the pictures. You were you were. Yeah, I was everything. I was like a one man band. Yeah. Like when a model flaked, I was the model, yeah. and my boyfriend took the pictures, <laughs> and I did the photography and the styling, and shipped everything, and bought everything. You know, did all the buying, steamed everything. Um, I mean, that's what comes with the ter- with the territory when you start. A small business, but no, I was in community college. My mom was like, you have to go back to college. It's an eBay thing, whatever. And I went, I was even in community college classes while I was on eBay, and the thing was blowing up, but, but I wasn't made, you sure. You made real money off of eBay. I think it was like, I don't know, you know better than yeah. I, but you're making like 70 grand off of eBay, which is absurd. That's a good living. I did. I made 70 grand our first year. I don't know what my profits were, because I don't even think I was looking at like a, the business well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, it's like just, you had an Excel sheet You know, sheet it wasn't out my income, it was the business's income, and then I, I paid myself like a little salary, but, um, you know, it went from like 70 to 250 to 1.1 to... I don't know, six and a half to, I don't know, but just being able to do 70, I mean, that was, I think the most I had ever made in a year was maybe $25,000 right. at that point. When did you, when did you think that this was like a, a real thing? You were like, holy yeah. shit, this is something I can move off of eBay and actually start a business around. Like, was there a certain moment when that actually happened? Um, or people telling you like, Hey, this could be a real business. It was more business. about like me being so driven to be independent that I moved the business off of eBay because they didn't want to deal with like their rules and the other sellers who are just kind of catty and just to put your product on a website where at the bottom of, of the of the page that you're selling on right. they cross pollinate with other people's you don't own any of that you're just and you don't own space. your customer right. and it's just like I was doing more for them than they were for me at a certain point so I thought you know I'd launch the web store but I didn't you know the website I, I didn't know if it would work I always thought I could go back to eBay if I needed to except they they kicked me off of eBay around the same time. So I, I, it worked, and I, I, I'm very glad it, it worked. Um, but the moment, the real turning point, I think, was the day I launched the website. 
So I would talk about that because I, we interview a ton of people that have grown these amazing businesses. And the answer that everyone says, I'm like, oh, how, have you, how did you grow this amazing business? They're like, well, you know, the key is, Dave, we had a great product and we had great people. And I'm like, there's got to be something more to that. And it seems like there was with you. You started to own social media really early before that was a huge thing. Like, do well, you think that was one of the big keys to, to your growth? Social media, and- yeah. I mean, I was just a freak on MySpace, just adding friends like all day and all night. Um, that I thought would be relevant. I was adding the friends of Nylon Magazine. I was adding the friends of an Australian fashion magazine. I was adding the friends of, like, some cool girl. But that um, stuff actually worked. Like, you hear people, like, everybody's like, oh, can that scale? And you, you, it's, like, it's not always about scaling. It's, like, doing those things. That just in the beginning, if you hustling. have a really high-quality customer in the beginning, I think you can have a long runway. Do you think, um, like, what what did you do on social media, though? So 2008... MySpace, other channels yeah. start popping up. Like you obviously weren't just you know, taking pictures and posting them. You cut, you started to own this brand. Well, yeah, I, but I and I talked to people like they were people. I think I, I I I responded to them. I I responded not just like literally by interacting with them, but I res- the business responded. And I, it was a point where, you know, it's harder it's a hard harder for a big business to respond as quickly as a girl in her bathrobe with an eBay store is able to, but, um, I, I, I took, I took the, the feedback and, you know, listened to a lot of it and some, you can't listen to all the feedback you get. You go crazy, but, um, I learned a lot and tweaked the business as I went based on what worked and what people were telling me. And naturally named the company nasty gal. Yeah, really naturally. Do you think that, so a, how'd you come up with the name? Uh, and B, do you think having that name helped fuel the growth? Like if you just named it like Sophia's, clothes um we, we would not be here today <laughs> if i had named my business sophia's clothes okay thank you for clarifying um i was naming an ebay store i never thought i'd be saying nasty gal nasty honesty nine years later it'll be nine years in november um i nasty gal is the name of an album and a song by a woman named betty davis who's this really outspoken funk singer <laughs> Um, ex-wife of Miles Davis, like ex-runway model, just really like raunchy, great style. Um, she's like a cool woman. And um, I didn't want to name it like hippy dippy in the dust. Everyone else's eBay stores were like, you know, vintage. I don't know. Whatever just everybody's so Etsy name is bo- today. Oh, like. I don't know. I was just like nasty gal. Let's try it. I'm going to get eBay for dummies. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was I was reading eBay for dummies when I chose the name. So. And so but but you think that naming it, it that stood out. Everybody was like, what, what is yeah, this? Yeah, I think I think being comfortable with uh, ad, you know, adversity or just, you know, if you stand out, if you're the weird one, figure out how to make it how to make it work for you. Um, all right, we only have a couple minutes, so I want to talk about you wrote a book last year called girl boss hashtag hashtag girl boss no you don't have to say it but uh, well no i, I this was yeah. one of my questions i want to ask you that and again the naming thing maybe this is like your genius yeah. thing maybe that was was that inte- like intentional strategy if you name it hashtag girl boss the only place people can talk about that naturally is on twitter where everyone's going to talk about it yeah it was just like free marketing the title itself was like free marketing yeah i, I don't want to i want to have people go out and get the book obviously yeah um, but Three pieces of advice that you you talk about in the book, which is like it just it's cool to hear because the traditional business books are you know businessy right and boring and uh huh um, you said don't ever grow up don't become a bore and don't let the man get to you why why are those values so important and help and 
and living those to actually grow your business? I think not growing up just means always being open to learning and um, feedback and having a sense of humor. Um, don't become a bore. It's just like nobody wants nobody wants a bore. It doesn't mean like go out and you know impress. You don't don't try to impress people either because that's weird. Well, especially for, as a brand from a brand, everything looks and sounds the same today. I think so. I really think so. It's not that hard to stand out. I think a lot of people are maybe just afraid to, or you know, I don't know. And then don't let the man get to you. It just means like yeah, don't give up on life. Like don't be like a curmudgeon. You know, just don't become the adult that gives up on any on, on new experiencing new things or having new what, ideas. Was it hard writing a book? No. Really? No. I just I don't. Like, don't you think like if you rewrite, you're like remember in school you're like I gotta write a five page paper and like yeah. five pages. Yeah. I, I, I worked with someone who helped focus me <laughs> for sure. I do better when I can like spar and there's yeah. like someone like babysitting basically. But everything I talked about is stuff that's just in my head. Um, I didn't I didn't make anything up. These are things that I know and things that I did. So in that respect, it's really easy. I think if I was like doing a research-based book and trying to prove a thesis, I'm not. That's not my style right. anyway. But or, I or think that like would getting, be a lot harder. Getting up on stage in front of thousands of people—if you actually know and believe what you're talking about—it's easier for you to do that than come up there and just BS about something. And oh uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, BS doesn't. Nobody wants BS. No, well you can see right through it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. I appreciate me. it. People should go check out your book and see whatever else you're up to these days cool thanks uh what's on tap for this year like what do you focus on now you're well, no girl, longer in the yeah. ceo role so what, what what else well the girl boss paperback comes out on the 29th of this month um and i'm gonna go trolling around in a giant bus uh the girl bus um Is, could there be a hashtag on the cities. side of that hashtag bus? girl bus it's gonna be on the the hashtag will be on my instant instagram um instagram <laughs> there you go um you sound like my dad what else i think i think i might do a podcast too you should is it fun it's fun is Just this like a pretty out. easy setup this is easy setup they they hooked it up real nice um with all this fancy stuff but you cool. definitely you can do it with smaller make it portable i think you'd be good at it too we'll figure it out thanks right, cool thanks for doing this it this is fun all right cool thank you yeah.